Hello everyone, this is Kristen and I just wanted to remind everybody to please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you take a screenshot of it and DM us on Instagram and you will be automatically entered to win a Kris Jenner sweatshirt and a Queen Bee necklace. So we're really excited to do our first giveaway and we really hope that people will be able to participate. So let us know if you have any trouble at all and we'd be happy to help you out. All right, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your host, Kristen, and our guest co-host for today, Tara Almendinger, who is also the newly crowned Mrs. North Carolina Earth USA. Congratulations. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me back on. I am just so excited to be sharing this exciting news with you today. I saw that you had posted that you were going to compete and we were messaging just a little bit. I was really excited to see you get back up on the stage and compete because the last time I saw you was in person at Mrs. America when you competed. Yes. And that was a marathon. We had a good time. Oh my gosh. I learned so much. And even when I got done competing, I felt really hungry and the earth pageant system was just something that had spoken to my heart even in the beginning when I started looking at pageantry and so I definitely knew that I needed a chance to speak on a national stage and I made top 15 at Mrs. America I thought that was great but I didn't get a chance to speak so in my heart I was like oh there's some some work and some heart work that is left undone and so I stayed really hungry and I feel hungry but in a way like free and at peace as I head into national. So I'm really very grateful for that feeling. So can you just talk to me a little bit about, because, so we had the current Mrs. Earth USA on, and so she talked about it a little bit, but we didn't really get to hear about anything on the state level as far as how the pageants go or really what some of the goals are of the state pageant when you go into it. Can you kind of go into what that pageant weekend was like and what you guys worked on and did? Yes. Okay. So this one was a little bit different. Um, when I started looking at the paperwork, it, it offered another like day of competition. So the actual pageant was on Sunday and it was both North and South Carolina. Um, and so the Saturday portion, um, wasn't really part of your score for that final day, but it gave you an opportunity to showcase yourself, to get some of the jitters out. And, you know, as we know in pageantry, peer-to-peer recognition, Um, you know, when you show up as yourself and your brand, you create that energetic ripple that's really important for the next day. And so I got the paperwork when I was looking at this particular pageant, and their slogan is Beauties for a Cause. So it was ended up being um, like a three-day weekend. So it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Those that could come would check in on Friday, and then we did a service project with the Keep Midlands Beautiful movement. And that is part of, um, it's like a chapter that's part of the um, America, Keep America Beautiful movement. And so all of us, all there's a tinies and junior, um, junior and teen um, and miss and then misses. So that was another kind of neat thing for me. I hadn't ever competed with younger girls all kind of way through the levels. Um, and so all of us got together and we really bonded over sweating <laughs> ourselves. We sweat to death. It seemed like we were picking up trash, but you know, there's something magical that happens when you show up as a group and you do that. And, 
and you know the things that start happening in your mind when you do start cleaning up and and thinking about your purpose in life so we were able to do that with keep midlands beautiful we had a check-in party that night and then um saturday was kind of the the day where we all started doing rehearsals for sunday and that was great because we had an opening number we had choreographers and um they just brought a really fun show to the stage and so we got to practice that and then we got ready for optionals so that was really something that was new to me was this idea of optionals and you had an opportunity you could sign up for all of them and basically each little contest was spokes model um, you could do a 90 second presentation on a topic of your choice and then um, I submitted an eco highlight video which was two to three minutes long uh, I have that on YouTube but I'll post links to that and that was talking about my work with the river and the river keeper and why water is so important to our health. And there was um, a cover print. You could create kind of like a magazine cover for print. And that would be another competition. And then there was almost like a stage portion that you could sign up for. And that was casual wear, runway, and talent. And for me, I'd always wanted to do talent. But I never really had what I would consider like a pageant TV, what you would see as a kid watching like Miss America, I didn't sing or dance or play the piano or the violin. So I felt like even as a kid, I didn't really qualify to be on that stage. And so that was something that was always in the back of my head, like still in my 30s. I'm like, hmm, never did that pageant like with the talent. And so I made myself sign up for every single category. And I signed up with a month to go. So it was like, being back in college, being back in architecture school, like trying to get all of these projects turned in on time and find an outfit and kind of curate each little look for this competition. So it was definitely something I loved because it was fiery. It pushed me. It really just kind of made me shop my closet, shop what I was already doing and put together all of this work that over the last two years through the pandemic, you know, I've been working with the Catawba Riverkeeper and I had all these different campaigns and photos and it all came together so seamlessly. I had chills the entire time. I was like, wow, it just seems like this is what I've been preparing for. Like this should be hard, but, and it was work, but it just came together. So that was really the heart part of it. And then when I went into interview, I felt like, you know, a lot of me, I was able to put out there. And so when I showed up in an interview, I was just able to finish pouring out the cup of my purpose. And I felt so at peace, so happy. The judging panel was so legitimate. I mean, the resume of this judging panel, it just blew me away. Some people had worked on America's Top Model. I mean, they just were stellar. I need to go back and look at their resumes because they were high caliber people. And I've really appreciated that about this pageant because it's, it's new, the directors, this is their first year. So I mm -hmm. just really want to give them props for making that the really important pinnacle part of this pageant, because it wasn't huge necessarily. It definitely, I would say was smaller than my state pageants, maybe in the America system, but honestly, I thought it was fabulous. They did a great job. We had an opening number, like I said, um, and so I'll give it to both Claire and the Saul Henderson. Um, they just did a great job trying to put all of this together in a short time. 
Okay. Well, I can't stop thinking about talent because that's probably my worst fear. I love that you were like, oh, I signed up for everything. I only had a month to go and somehow it all came together. And, it was like, <laughs> well, it was hard. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking like, this is giving me anxiety. You, you signed up for like the onstage, um, oh, what was it? The spokesperson? What so okay? I want to ask about all the optionals because I've never competed in a a pageant with optionals. So let's start with that first one with the spokes model. What did you talk about? Spokes model actually was my my hitch in my side. So that was the thing. Actually, I started getting kind of busy and I couldn't. You actually got to digitally submit your eco highlight video and your spokes model video, and I fussed around with that spokes model one and did not actually end up deciding what I wanted to talk about because I have so much I want to talk about that it ended up just building content for our social media but I will be doing it because I finally figured out exactly what I want to talk about and I'm glad I left that thorn in my side because I'd like to, I'm like type a I want to get everything done I want to sign up for it as hard as it is I'm going to make myself do it but I did finally figure out you know what I wanted to talk about and it was it, and I'll get into that kind of through my reign um, was about the water quality and how you really do need to filter your water, even if it comes out of the tap. It's just, there's a lot of dangerous things in the water that's not coming out, but I wasn't really sure how to say it. My dad was having a lot of health issues this last little bit. And I finally came out to him in a conversation and I was like, well, there's my spokes model. So it, it will sort of feed into this next bit because like you said I've never signed up for it either I really didn't know exactly I think I overthought that one but I was really proud of my eco highlight video and I had put two to three minutes together of a bunch of like highlight clips of me cleaning up streams and creeks over the last two years and speaking about it just funny in my phone and it ended up coming up together like pretty well as far as that content went so that one was easy the one that I struggled with I kind of let it go I was like if it's not coming to you let it go it will so mm-hmm. that was hard. That was actually the challenge. That was very difficult for me to let that one go. But um, then the other ones, the print submission, that was this, that was like a, what was it? Spokesmodel print submission. And I was able to submit a really neat photo of me standing on a rock with the water behind me advertising for our river cleanup because I wanted it to be one, a submission for print, but two, I could use here for the next couple of weeks to promote that event so that was neat it's like a little poster that kind of pushes you to create so now I have that content I'm like oh great that was great (laughs) and so they judged that um, and that was a digital submission so really what you do on stage that night would be your casual wear I wore a pink outfit with like a cape because pageant casual wear isn't casual it's kind of like interpretation (laughs) and I struggled with that one I had like three different outfits I actually ended up sending it to my husband and I let him decide. I was like, which one do you think would be better? This one or this one? And he picked the right one. He picked the one everybody ended up loving. And I'm glad because I wore the other outfit and it didn't get the response. So I was like, funny how my husband has become this pageant guru. <laughs> I trust him. And I'll it is him and funny that you're like <laughs> casual wear. It's the exact opposite it's of exact actual opposite. Cas- casual wear. Yes, it's like a catch-22. So I guess that's why I like it because it's like, well, what's your interpretation? That's where I find it where I was like, well, do it. Runway, you know, that was kind of open to interpretation too. But I think if I had had more time, what I would have wanted to do for runway would to like to have created something maybe out of like recycled plastic or, you know, trash in a way and try to reuse something to really make people think 
So mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I think I have to do that a runway for national. So I'm going to dig into some of the criteria because I think that would just be more interesting is create a message versus going out and just buying another outfit, which I've been doing, right? Like maybe, maybe there's another level to this that I'll challenge myself. So kind of did that as a warm up. but you're right. Talent. It, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had so much anxiety. I like started sweating as soon as I like pressed send, like I had to <laughs> take the other hand and make the right hand push it. Like it was like, no, you're doing it. And I was like, no. And like, I had that like, <gasps> nope. And the great thing is like, I have been taking karate what we spoke about on the last show. Like, how did we, how did you prepare? Like I did karate. I, build myself up through like loving confrontation and asking questions and purposeful, you know, intentive workouts and regimens. So American freestyle karate is really great for that. But there's also these really beautiful floor forms that you do that are sort of reminiscent of cheerleading, which I love cheerleading. And I had this one particular form that you know, it's just, you move all over the floor and you end up in the same spot. And it took about a minute and a half to do. And it was like, Oh, it's a two minute max talent. And I was like, Oh, I could do that for him and put music to it. And it worked out. Oh my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Did you wear your karate uniform? I did. I wore the gi. I have my belt. And the great thing is like right before I had, or right after I'd signed up for this talent, I went into my karate sensei, who's also my lifting coach. He owns the gym. He's kind of like a a father figure here in North Carolina. He even says, you're like my kid, you know, he's kind of tough on me, but in a good way. And he was like, I told him, I was like, you know, there's this talent portion. And I, I didn't tell him I had signed up for it. I was just sort of loosely explaining it. He goes, oh, good. You'll do karate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And he was like, well, you need to do this form. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of what I decided. And he was like, okay, we'll figure out how you're going to kind of do that. And so I went to my mother-in-law, told her, and she's like, oh, you need to do it to this song. You need to do it to Jesse J burning up featuring two chains. And like, this is my mother-in-law. She listened to all this awesome music. Like all of my like people were on board and I come in and my sensei has this belt and I had just passed the belt test and he embroidered my name. They had embroidered my name in it and Chinese name. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is all like pointing to signs that I'm supposed to be doing this. Like I, it's not, it's bigger than me at this point. All I did was push button. So I did, I core like I just put it to music, just practice this, but the kind of scary part about it or not scary part, what made it not scary is in October, I have to present this form to all of the black belts, like in my county perfectly. And it's in this ring of fire, like they call this event fire and ice and you get, you like have to prove that you can do some of these skills to get a sword and you know respect so they light this huge ring of fire and you have to enter it by walking on coals then I'll present this form that I presented at at the pageant minus the music minus two chains (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I don't know that that will be appropriate and then you have to carry apparently a block of ice so I was like, well, then this certainly is less intimidating than what you just described to me. So I'll use the pageant as practice. So it's still unfolding. (laughs) I'm still developing this so-called talent because I'd love to win a sword to go with the crown. (laughs) A sword and crown. That would be phenomenal. I would love it. And so, okay. So you basically are like, okay, if I can do this, it'll be a great stepping stone to my next step 
within this within your karate career yes Yes. oh so it all ended up working out unbelievably perfect even though I know it was probably stressful because I would be stressed out about it It, as well a lot of effort even I kind of look at myself in the mirror in the studio going what are you doing you're like oh and then you kind of laugh you're like you're doing it like just keep going (laughs) just keep you're doing it now this is what you've always wanted you prayed for this you asked for this you know you kind of gotta look at yourself in the mirror and be like you did ask for this, didn't you? And you pushed the button. So it's like, oh, now you got to show up and do it, don't you? <laughs> it's just like those self-talks. Like, yeah, but that's what I like about pageantry because like you got to do it with you. Like, yeah, you have to enlist other people, but it is like almost you looking at you third person and the car analogy and working on yourself and kind of almost having talks like a parent would with their child, but you with yourself and I, I definitely see where it's improving me, even though it makes me feel uncomfortable. I, I see the growth pattern. So I'm hooked on the process. I'm just going to keep pushing the process. It, it is working. Right. I, yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts, too, about pageantry is that it does push you into being uncomfortable. Because if I don't have – like for me, if I don't have something like this – I like being comfortable. It doesn't really bother me. <laughs> so exactly. I need same. something to kind of like give me motivation to push me because otherwise I can get a little stagnant and, and sit. And so, yeah, that we're on the same page as far as that part of pageantry. That's really amazing. And so like, but you went and you signed up for this, but then you also have something coming up in November that you signed up for. Yes. So I am competing in my second bikini fitness competition, and this one is for the North Carolina State Championships, and I've not competed at this particular show uh, before, but I have been training for it since April of 21, which is when I did my first one, and kind of just got my feet wet in it, but fitness competitions is something I just, I've always wanted to win at least one, because I always had horrible food allergies and issues, and you know, there's just so much stuff in our food and, and honestly, even in our water and our diet and our culture that I always felt icky and gross, like something was wrong with me. And, you know, it was something my body couldn't digest. But then now so many years, really 20, 30 years beyond where I was even struggling as a kid, finding out, and that was really my, my platform, the wellness warrior is I had to fight for myself. I had to ask questions. I had to say, you know, I don't really think I am supposed to be eating that, even though it is available everywhere and everybody around me is eating it. And it's not good for you. My body doesn't like it. And and that's kind of the story of my life. And my lifestyle is really built on eating very clean food and clean drinking clean water because my body requires it. It wants it. It performs great. And I, I asked myself, you know, how can I win with this lifestyle? So sometimes it's not as fun to eat Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes when, you know, everybody else every once in a while gets to eat some pizza, but that pizza mm-hmm. will tear me up. I cannot. <laughs> so fitness competitions is like a mental carrot at the end of, you know, it's a way for me to to celebrate my lifestyle and the fact that it's so different than everyone else's, but it's why I look the way I do. It's why the, the way I feel the way I do. It's the way I, the way I perform the way I do. And I want other people to know, like, it doesn't just happen. And it's, it's a choice that you can make. You don't have to deny yourself anything. You just have to clean it up. But 
it is hard work to eat. Like I don't really want to eat all day and you ha- I have to record what I'm eating and I have to keep my thumb on myself so that I can get to this stage in a filled out, beautiful, almost goddess form. And mm-hmm. that's hard. It's very difficult, but it's like a challenge I know I can do. I've been working on it. I've got all these people around me that I cannot fail. And that is why I get so excited to get up to keep working toward it because I'm like, if I just keep doing this a little bit more every day, a little bit more sticks with me and it's not work. It's just, I don't even think about it. So if I keep pushing myself to celebrate on these levels, it just becomes more of my life. And then I can, it just kind of pours out of me and, and then I can at least be infectious to others to hopefully inspire some of their change in them. Well, you listening to the last episode with Rebecca, you definitely inspired me when you were talking about your eating habits. And I do really enjoy how I feel when I'm eating super clean. But I do remember when I decided that that's how I was going to be. It's It was really hard for me to be social even because like I, I almost needed such a schedule and my schedule did revolve around my food so much. And like even my husband, I felt like would get kind of annoyed because he'd be like, oh my gosh, like let's just do this. And I'm like, no, I need to eat. Like I'm eating, I have to eat right now. Like the, and so like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Because I feel like I've finally just now found a balance where I can still, you know, like live my life and be social, but like still have that boundary of like, no, like I know when I need to eat something and how, and like what I need to do. And I don't know, like, do you feel like you have a balance with that? It's it. That's the, I feel like the fight in the wellness warrior fight, because you're almost trying to fight the outside influence. You're fighting the, the, the influence to conform and be, you know, and it's not a bad thing, but it, it is like you against 99%. And that is tough. And I have just sort of, I think me putting myself out there and saying, I'm going to compete for this. I compete for this. I win at this. This is what I do. This is what I am. This is what I look at. This is what I'm important. Like I had to put it out there. So when people did look at me or they started seeing me do these things or push back on them, it was kind of like, oh, well, that makes sense. But when I had first kind of started, they were like, why? Because I didn't have any evidence of why. Now I've got some evidence. Like you've got some evidence. Like this works. This works for me. Look at me. And I get questioned, you know, less or people just kind of, I guess, expect it from me, but it, it is always difficult. And I just, I bring a backpack with ice and food in it. And sometimes I got to leave it in the car. And sometimes I've got to excuse myself to go drink a protein shake, you know, and it's like, that's tough. But at the end of the day, those people don't help me feel good. They don't pay my rent. They don't, you know, and I've had to channel that into my head. Like they don't die for you. They don't live for you and they don't take away your pain. So you got to do whatever you got to do to feel good. And it's been more so not so much worrying about the social part, but just building up my head so I can only hear me just like, Oh, just go or just go to the bathroom and drink your protein drink. That's weird, but you're going to do it because you need (laughs) to do it. (laughs) And just be like almost laughing with yourself about it and being like this is ridiculous but dang do I feel good and I know everybody would pay big money to feel the way I do you know so it's like "Eh, that is tough but I've glamorized it I've put rhinestones on it I've said here I am this is what I'm gonna do and I'm in prep 
And when I tell people I'm in prep versus, well, I just have food allergies, I, I eat this way, I get a, a huge different response. So just tell people you're in prep because people- Yes, go, oh, all the time. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, well, good for you. Instead of, well, I've got food allergies. I totally just tell them now, oh, I'm prepping for a show. Oh, cool. When is it? It's like, oh, I got the narrative to change around me by doing what I needed to do. So I wish I could say that was going to get easier. I read a quote the other day by Bruce Lee. And it was like, be like water, my friend. You don't have to have others conform to you. You just flow around them. Water doesn't need anything. Water doesn't get hurt. Water needs nothing but just to be itself, you know? So just flow like water, my friend, and, and just keep going. And you, you really do glamorize the funnest things like you and your baby pool on your back deck. <laughs> like it, you make that look like it's so fun. You're like, yep, I'm just sitting out here with my puppy and like we are in the sun and I don't care if it's weird that a grown woman is in a kiddie pool. <laughs> like, you make everything it. fun. I love that. You know, and I think the judges are going to ask me when I come to this pageant, because it's an earth pageant, you know, we're talking about sustainability and eco. They're going to ask me, you know, how do you live sustainable? And I've been sort of grappling with this because the Mrs. South Carolina, she lives in a tiny house. Juliet Pierce is her name. She lives with her husband. It's so great. They live in this tiny house. They, you know, grow a lot of their food. They're very, you know, but that's not necessarily a message that I could give to everybody. I don't think a lot of us are going to go, mm, sign me up. You know, I think that's great for some, but it's not for everyone. And if I could tell people how to live sustainable say sustainably you know in your own life it, it would be live just a little bit below your means you know the little things are enough you can romanticize simple and when you do start looking at your food as in a romantic way to help you win and achieve your goals you start to nourish your mind and your body differently so tweak the narrative around what you're doing and how you're looking at it, even cleaning the toilets, like maybe play a, a song each time. I've had to sort of teach myself, you know, it, it's a blessing and a maybe a praise time while you're cleaning your house. I hate it, but how can I make it something that feeds me? So living sustainably to me is living just a little bit below your means, being, being happy with simple and not trying to overdo and chase and keep up with everybody. And I, I do think that if everybody just kind of took a step back and looked at the simple nourishing things in life, I think that we would all have a lot less anxiety and a little bit more money in the bank. A huge thank you to the current Mrs. North Carolina Earth. We are so excited to cheer you on when you get a chance to compete at the Mrs. Earth USA system. And we had so much fun talking that we ended up talking for way too long. So we're actually going to be able to have a part two of this episode. We'll be following this episode up in the next couple months, I'd say, and before she actually has a chance to jet off to Florida to compete at nationals. So we'll talk to you guys later. Follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod for all things pageant buzz.